What's up, everyone? We are back with another episode of the Open Guard Cast. Today, my guest is Arsen Alexanian. He is the director of combat sports at New Way Combat. So they're one of the biggest up-and-coming jiu-jitsu, judo, and wrestling tournament promotions in the country. So really excited to have you today, Arsen. Thank you very much for joining me. Great to be here. Thank you for having me, Danny. Yeah, so just want to start out talking about how you got into grappling initially. Yeah, I was born in Armenia, and it's a national sport. So if you're a, if you're a boy in Armenia, you do wrestling, uh, judo, sambo, boxing, or you play soccer. So it's one of those combat sports that you do. And then so that's how I got into wrestling. Wrestled my whole life in Armenia, moved to America, wrestled in junior high or in high school in California, college in Michigan, and um, was a coach for a long time after college. That's awesome. So you obviously fell in love with grappling at an early age, getting into it super young. Um, at what point did you start to think about like promoting the sport outside of just being a coach or a competitor? That's a good question. It started uh, really getting into promotion and running tournaments kind of happened in my last couple of years of coaching at a Life Pacific University. Uh, the guy that started New Way Combat, who's my college wrestling coach, his name is Dave Dean, and he kind of uh, kind of pulled me in to run a jiu-jitsu tournament for him a few times, and then uh, and the rest is history. I've been with the company for three years now. Yeah, that's awesome. And and the company's done a lot of cool things recently. I know you guys have partnered with BJJ Fanatics and put on some like really cool tournaments and super fight events. So do you want to talk a little bit about just New Way Combat as a company? and kind of how it started and basically what some of the goals are for, for some of the shows. So our company started about 20 years ago while I was still in college. I actually worked at one of the first events we ever did, and it was just a wrestling company, and uh, it grew a lot in last in last 20 years. And when I joined the, the staff over there, we added uh, jiu-jitsu, and the goal was to add judo and um, arm wrestling and... Um, now we have uh, Pancration Youth MMA. Um, and then we became partners with BJJ Fanatics. Kind of, uh, we, we did a handful of jiu-jitsu tournaments, and uh, we realized that we really need jiu-jitsu experts to help us with this. So that's when uh, Fanatics came in. They came in with a lot of knowledge. They gave us some guidance and directions on how to make our tournaments more suitable for jiu-jitsu and how to, how to grow that part of it. And they helped us promote it by doing some big uh, big matches. We had a 16-man $10,000 giveaway bracket, um, some amazing competitors on it. Uh, BJ Birch out of San Diego, 10 Planet, he's the one who won the $10,000, and there were some amazing competitors that kind of uh, helped put our company on the map. Yeah, that's awesome. Too. That's cool, and I think it's really cool how you guys promote all those different grappling arts in one, under one tournament banner. I don't see a lot of other promotions doing that. So you guys have judo, jiu-jitsu, pancration, wrestling, arm wrestling, I think you said. Yes. Is that, yep. is that so the full? It, that's the full. We have five sports right now. We'll be adding, uh, we're going to add a handful of sports in 2022 also. That's awesome. So, so what did you guys learn from promoting all the wrestling tournaments that you were able to take into jiu-jitsu because I feel like jiu-jitsu a lot of times it follows like the IBJJF model so there's a very specific rule set a very specific time frame for all the matches but I don't feel like it's really delved into other sports like judo and wrestling and pulled the best things from those sports into jiu-jitsu so is there anything from wrestling or judo promotion that 
that you think jiu-jitsu was missing? I don't know if anything was missing. So some of the bigger organizations, they do a great job of running tournaments, right? They have, you know, they do, they do great with that. What we, what we can offer to, to jiu-jitsu that most other companies can't offer is how much we can help grow jiu-jitsu. So on average wrestling tournament that we have, we have close to 1,000 wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So you put a jiu-jitsu tournament in the middle of the tournament, and we made sure that jiu-jitsu really sticks out. We put a tripods around the jiu-jitsu mats kind of uh, stage it up so you have all this wrestling kids all this wrestling families come around and start watching judo competition and they're looking at it and like wrestlers like i can do jiu-jitsu like watch some of the moves like oh it's so close so in so many of our events the kids have never done jiu-jitsu they'll watch a little bit of it and then we'll do our individual day on saturday for tournaments and we also do quintet on saturday and then on Sunday, we'll have our individual jiu-jitsu tournament. So some of the wrestlers that have competed on Saturday will actually even have never done it before. Like, we're going to jump in and, and compete in the jiu-jitsu tournament on Sunday. So I, I think that makes, uh, that makes it really cool for everybody. But above that, to really grow the sport of jiu-jitsu, not just have jiu-jitsu tournaments, all those wrestlers that are in a tournament, let's say out of 1,000 wrestlers, you only have maybe 20% of them that go on to wrestle at a college level. So the other 80% are done after high school and they're gonna look at an avenue, where do I get to go and compete again? So they've already seen a jiu-jitsu tournament. They like, that's that was so close to what I'm doing and they start entering in their local jiu-jitsu gym. So I think that's gonna help grow jiu-jitsu. It's already such a, a great growing sport, but I think we're gonna add, add to it and, it's, and we're doing it, it's already happening. Yeah, that's such a great strategy because you hear people talk about it all the time. After someone gets done with their wrestling career, it's not like they can wrestle into adulthood for the most part. Maybe in some cases, but it's not super common. Whereas jiu-jitsu, you commonly have 40, 50, 60-year-olds on the mat, and their grappling careers can kind of extend well beyond their, their wrestling careers. So that's such, I think that's such a cool, cool way to expose former wrestlers to jiu-jitsu and get them into a new art. Absolutely. You don't have... Like, you don't have adults uh, adult wrestling classes, right? You don't have adults wrestling gyms. It's just, it's college and you're done. And then there's a handful of guys that are training to make the Olympic team a different university. So if you're an, you're an adult and you've wrestled your whole life, you can't just go get wrestling workouts. You know, you can't just join a wrestling gym. So the closest thing to it is jiu-jitsu. And it's, in, in a way, jiu-jitsu is a lot easier on your body as far as the way the drills go. So it's it's a really natural uh, transition to high school and college wrestlers getting into jiu-jitsu and it's it's such a cool new skill to learn too even though you have the base but you you're learning so many new things yeah that's interesting and you talked about the um how some wrestlers would go to the tournaments and then jump into jiu-jitsu the next day do you have any funny stories or good stories about how how wrestlers have done in the jiu-jitsu tournament when they jump in without any experience yeah, when we first started our company, our handful of our uh, tournaments at the beginning, we'd have like 30 to 40 competitors, and, and then we would need to make brackets. So we had a handful of college guys that are college wrestlers that are helping us run tournaments. So I would ask the guys, like, hey, man, you weigh about 150. We need to make a bracket. How do you feel about jumping in? So they're working at the tournament, and they would jump in, and 
compete with those uh, with the jiu-jitsu guys and you know very typical what you would think of wrestler and jiu-jitsu guy going against each other wrestler would get aggressive go out there get a takedown and then next thing you know he thinks he's in a good position and he, he taps out from an arm bar or you know uh, leg lock whatever it is so but it's it's like man I was so close and then so he just encourages them to start doing jiu-jitsu but a bunch of funny stories like that guys jumping in and being aggressive there watch it some of the jiu-jitsu guys you watch like he's not even trying he's just so calm and loose out there he'll get a takedown and he's just working his position out of nowhere he'll just you know grab you so it's been uh they get a little bit frustrated that happens like man i was so close but once you really dive into jiu-jitsu and understand how the art works it's it's an amazing sport yeah definitely and and you you mentioned that you guys do pancreation too do you do those in the same weekend as you do the judo and jiu-jitsu and wrestling yes yeah, so our first pancreation tournament is on december 3rd in uh tennessee gatlinburg and um we're gonna have that on Friday. So a typical schedule will have uh, Friday where we have wrestling and we're gonna add a pancreation to it. So December 3rd will be the first one. On Saturday, we normally have our individual tournament for wrestling and we have our quintet tournament for jujitsu. And then on Sun and I'm sorry, on Saturday, we also have our judo tournament, which starts at two o'clock. And then on Sunday, it's our individual jujitsu tournament. I know it's a lot. But um, what that does with all the sports is it allows people to compete in all in all uh, three, four sports. Oh wow, that's a, so. A lot of people do actually compete in wrestling, jujitsu, judo. They do everything throughout the weekend. Yes, we had a family. So we've only done two judo tournaments so far, but I had a family, uh, two families. Both boys competed in. Uh, wrestling, jujitsu, judo in uh, same weekend. So they did all three wow. sports. So I think they left the weekend with, you know, over 16, 17 matches. I talked to the boy's dad. He was just really happy to be in that position to go to one spot, have his boys compete in all three events. And the way we spread out our schedule, it was, they were able to do it. Yeah, that's amazing. So I do want to ask a little bit more about the pancreation because I feel like that's really interesting. Um, what are like the age groups for that? Can you kids can do pancreation, right? As kids long as they have the do, proper equipment. Yes. So kids can do pancreation. Um, they um, it's uh, every two years is the age group that we have uh, set up, and the rules are really modified with it. So there is no uh, striking to the head for kids that wear bigger gloves, shin guards. Uh, no ground pound so they'll you know there's some kicking and punching but to the body and when they're on the ground there's no ground pound so it's basically a little bit more intense kind of modified jiu-jitsu I would say mm-hmm. and uh, I'm excited our first tournament's in uh, Gatlinburg and we have uh, six other dates on our schedule I can't remember off the top of my head but we're going to be adding to as it grows we're going to be adding it to all our events and we're looking at across 50 events for uh, 2020. 2022 sorry 50 events for 2022 wow that's amazing um so another thing you've mentioned a couple times throughout the conversation is just the quintet style tournaments so can you talk about what that what that is and how that fits into the overall weekend yeah so quintet it's um it started in japan with think sakuraba famous uh, mma fighter it's kind of uh his thing that he started and we we modified it a little bit so it's with three versus three. So you and your uh, two of your buddies will enter a competition. 
for the expert division on that, we uh, give out $1,000 for the winning team. And uh, so the, out of the three guys you sent, the fir- whoever you sent out, he can stay in the entire time. If he beats all the guys, he, he beats all the guys. And it's sub only, so you know there's no score. You either win by a top out or you don't. And uh, if, the, if the guy's winning, he can stay in the whole time. If he wins his first match, he, he can still go out and give a chance to his teammate. Um, but that's pretty much how it goes. You win, you stay in. If it's a tie, then the two new people come in and they compete each other. And the way we do weigh-ins for that, the t- team total has to weigh uh, less than 600 pounds. With three, between three competitors? Between three of them. So, yeah, so you can have a 125-pound guy go against heavyweight. And, uh, and when there's a more than 50-pound gap, we do uh, the match gets shortened, four, so it becomes four minutes. So you can have a strategy of, okay, we're going to send this guy out against their best guy, the hope that he doesn't top out, then they'll be in good shape. So there's a lot of strategy in that, especially when you have uh, you know $1,000 on the line. Guys get pretty creative. It's been an amazing experience watching the guys do it. And people who do compete in quintet, they want to come back. Uh, so we have a tournament, and I think this would, this is our biggest quintet tournament we've had. I think we have six teams in the expert division signed up in, uh, in Iowa this, this uh, Saturday. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So what are the – you said submission only. Is there a t- time limit on the matches as well? Six minutes. Six minutes, okay. And then if it doesn't go to a submission – is there like a ref's decision at that point? So or? nope, there's no ref. So both guys go out, so nobody gets a point, and then the next guy come in. So you can have two ties. It comes down to the last guy. He wins. You're you're good to go. And is it typically the teams? Are they like a group of three training partners, or can you just pretty much grab whoever you want? Yeah, we've had. Uh, it's mostly training partners, but we've had guys that put teams together from different gyms. If they're, you know, I works, they work out with each other. They know each other. So we had a uh, 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 one of our tournaments in Utah. A team that wanted it was uh, from Colorado. It was just three different guys that trained different gyms, and they uh, put a team together, came down, and won the tournament. That's awesome. So you see it, yeah. Have you had any any big names sign up for the quintet tournament, or names that people might recognize? Uh, Andrew Bultsy competed in our tournament, so that's that's the biggest uh, name that, yeah, that came out. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, so we talked a little bit about the relationship you guys have with Fanatics and how they would kind of help you guys with the jujitsu end of things. How did that like originally come about? Was it as soon as you started promoting the jujitsu, you kind of brought them in? So we we had been doing jujitsu tournaments for about two to three months before. Uh, before we started uh, talking to them, but uh, a guy named uh, our, the owner of our company, Dave Dean, his son uh, did a wrestling video with them, Gabe Dean, and uh, that's kind of how the relationship started. He introduced us to them, and uh, we knew that we needed a jiu-jitsu expert to help us to, to make this smoother, so we asked them for some advice, and they were willing to help out, and as the, the relationship grew, they've been a great partner to helping us and giving us advice, helping us promote the sport, uh, promote our tournaments. So were they one of the main like catalysts for the, the 10K super fight show? They were. They were. They've had some great ideas for us. So they, they come up with some, they know the sport really well. Um, uh, Mike Zinga and uh, Bernardo over there, they're great guys to work with. So they come up with some uh, 
amazing ideas for tournaments and we just implemented yeah i thought the the 10k show was such a great idea because i feel like that's how i became more exposed to all the different things you guys were doing so it was a great marketing tool and you had like you mentioned some of the best jiu-jitsu athletes at, at that weight class i think it was was it 170 was that the weight class it was 170 and below, 170 yes. and below okay so do you want to talk about some of the um competitors who were invited to that yeah, well, big shout out to Aaron Wilson for actually introducing yeah. me to you. So th- thank you, Aaron. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, be on the podcast you know, soon. We'll <laughs> okay, great. Look forward to hearing him. And uh, uh, we wanted to really have Danny, those of you who don't know, Danny, we wanted to have him to commentate for us, but the timing of it, and uh, by the time I asked him to do it, it was a little bit too late. But we're going to do probably four of those a year. And at different markets, different weight classes. So hopefully, then you'll agree to do the podcast or uh, live yeah, commentating. I'd love to. Then <laughs> yeah, and uh, PJ won the tournament, the 10K. It was a, it was just a great tournament. Getting that exposure, getting to know some of those guys, and uh, it was a fun uh, fun event. Yeah, us. you had Aaron Wilson. I think PJ Barsh, who you said won it. Johnny Tama made it to the final. He fought PJ. Um, who else was in there? Pierre, yeah, we had, uh, uh, Pierre, we had Aaron Wilson. He's I think top top five in uh, Bellator. Um, I can't think. There's some really good competitors. Yeah, JJ there. Wilson yeah, was in there too. Yeah. G- yeah, yep, JJ Wilson, right? Nice. That's awesome. So, what did you feel like that tournament or that super fight show? Do you feel like it did a lot for the brand? Did you think people recognized that and kind of started showing up to the tournaments a little bit more? Absolutely. When you, I think, uh, starting to have uh, payouts like that for jujitsu, it's kind of you know, you, you're making it, uh, you're making the sport uh, more interesting for the competitors. You're giving back to the sport, right? So that's what people want to see. You're you're a company that does events, does tournaments. How do you give back to the sport? So that's one of our things. Like, well, we want to pay some of our athletes. Uh, same token when we do the quintet, the, the winner of the quintet team gets $1,000 on the guy's side. And we looked at, uh, you know, how much girls get paid in jiu-jitsu. So we see that the number is, you know, there's a big uh, gap in that. And we wanted to change that too. So we're paying the girls same same amount. The girls quintet champions get $1,000. The guys quintet champions get $1,000. So we want to bring equality to this sport, but that also just help help grow the girls' jiu-jitsu too. So giving them lit up, you can make money, even though it's not a lot at the beginning, but the goal is to grow. Hopefully we'll do a card with the $10,000 giveaway with the girls. So. Yeah, that would be amazing. I feel like it's starting to grow a little bit for the females. Like you said, there's definitely been some disparity in the paydays and stuff, but it's awesome that companies like New Way Combat are starting to really make that more equitable and paying the girls the same amount. I think that's going to be a big step forward for the sport. Absolutely. I think jiu-jitsu for girls, it's, I don't have a daughter, but if I had a daughter, I would make sure that she does jiu-jitsu. I mean, it just, she can protect herself. She needs to, it gives a different kind of confidence. Um, yeah. So huge support of girls jiu-jitsu and helping that grow and, and helping the more younger girls to keep competing in it. Yeah, definitely. So you talked a little bit about the amount of events you're going to have per year. I think you said it was going to be 50 events in 2022. Um, so can you talk a bit about how you're choosing which locations or which states you're going to go to and promote events? So we're going to have a, unfortunately, I can't talk about it right now because it's we're still in a negotiating period of, a, of something 
really exciting for uh, jiu-jitsu, not just jiu-jitsu, for all the sports we're going to be doing across the board. It's a really, and hopefully I can come back and talk about Definitely. it. I think that decision will come back end of December. Um, it's really going to revolutionize jiu-jitsu and it's going to revolutionize the tournament systems that we're going to be doing. But uh, one thing I can't share right now is uh, Labor Day weekend 2022 at Myrtle Beach, we're going to have our first uh, Fanatics Jiu-Jitsu National Championships. So it's going to be there. And then we're going to have 12 different state. We're going to have state championships in, in 12. Uh, some of the bigger ones, I'll name California, New Jersey, New York, Nevada, Michigan, Florida, South Carolina, and Idaho. And there'll be a handful of others we're going to add. So we're going to do state championships beginning of March at each state. And then we're going to have our nationals at Myrtle Beach uh, on Labor Day weekend, first weekend of September. Um, that's part of the new announcement, but there's just so much more that's going to come out. So we'll, uh, uh, we'll share that soon. Definitely. So is there any type of qualifying process for the national championships? Do you have to win a state championship or anything like that? We're going to have uh, incentives for people that are state champions to compete at nationals. Awesome. Uh, we're going to have some big, it's, uh, big incentives for them. Yeah. But it, it, it's going to be, for uh, to win the Nationals too, there's going to be, uh, again, we'll, I'll, I'll have all those answers uh, at the end of December, but we're going to really incentivize the competitors yeah. for all those. And it, it's going to be a really, it's going to be an amazing thing for Jiu-Jitsu. That's awesome. Yeah, as soon as you have that information and you want to pass it along, I'll definitely share it on all of our channels. Try and get it out there. I sure will. <laughs> I sure will. Thank you. And uh, thank you for sharing our information before and posting about some of our tournaments. I really oh, appreciate absolutely. it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime you need yeah. any of that, just shoot us a message and we'll definitely share it. Thank you, Danny. I, we've done a little bit of uh, podcasting ourselves with our company. Uh, I know it's a lot of hard work, so I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate you helping grow the sport. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I had a couple. What made you do it, Danny? What made you guys get into podcasting? Oh, okay. Um, so I was kind of doing a bunch of like writing and different like media stuff for jiu-jitsu um, prior to 2020. And then I just always wanted to do a podcast, but I never, never got into it just because of fear of like how difficult is this going to be to set up and am I going to be able to get good guests, stuff like that. And then I, I'm sure you know Jake Watson. He's the one I do the podcast with a lot of times. So him and I would always talk at tournaments about like starting a website or doing something around jiu-jitsu media. And then one day I just thought like, you know what, let's just do a podcast. Even if it's just a few episodes, we'll test it out, see how it goes. Jake's really good at talking and I'm like more of a listener. So I was like, yeah, this will be great. Like it's a good format. We have a pretty good dynamic. So we just started doing a few of them. We did our first one reviewing a fight to win that was in Arizona. So we pretty much knew all the competitors. They were all pretty much friends of ours. So it was really easy to just talk about all the matches. And then from there, I was like, all right, let me try and reach out to some guests. So our first guest was John Combs, which is a pretty cool first guest. And then from there, I just started reaching out to people and I was just really surprised how accessible everyone was in jujitsu. And I just love doing it. So I never want to stop. <laughs> I would like to do a lot more. I feel like we don't put out enough podcasts. <laughs> um, I know you had some really cool guests on it. Uh, Keith Krikorian, I'm Armenian, so I follow his clip career. He's an awesome guy. And, uh, and a yeah, he was so, so awesome. And Felicia, oh, I'm a big, I've known her for a long time. She's out of California. So it's funny you called her the original, what, what did you call her? Original Dirty Dozen? Yeah, she was one of the female Dirty Dozen. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
that's pretty awesome. cool. And then, do you do you compete in jujitsu? Do you compete? So I competed a lot from white through brown belt, and then after I think my last tournament was Atlanta Open 2020, and then the pandemic started, and then I got my black belt in June 2020. Congratulations. And, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And then since then is really when all like the media stuff I've been doing has been kind of taking off, or at least me putting more time into it. So I'm doing a lot of writing now, a lot of podcasting, as much commentating as I can. And I, for the time being, I kind of want that to be what I put all my extra time into. So I'm really focusing okay. on that stuff and trying to promote the sport in the best, best way that I can, even if it's just a small, a small piece. <laughs> How do I uh, how do I convince you to uh, to compete at a new way combat tournament? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, right now I have an injury. I tore my meniscus, so I can't can't compete right now. But I, hopefully that'll be fixed relatively soon. But I don't know. I don't know if I want to compete right now. I'm kind of okay. focused on on doing the media stuff and trying to become better at that and building those skills. All right, fair enough. The door's always open. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm sure you could get Jake to do it. Jake loves to compete. Okay, great. Yeah, I'd have to talk to him about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll mention it to him. <laughs> so I had a couple more questions for you too, if you don't sure. mind. Um, of so as a, as a promoter, I'm sure you watch a lot of other like jujitsu and wrestling events. Is there any particular events or rule sets that that you really like or that you draw inspiration from for New Way Combat? Uh, I can't say anything about the rules. I've never competed in a jiu-jitsu tournament. You know, I go work out with, with uh, different gyms when I'm promoting it. Um, but, you know, some of the companies I hear, I just, the main companies like Naga and Grappling Industries, I just hear great things about those guys, the way they run their events, they have cool words. So it's just, we're, you know, n- nothing that uh, sticks out that I can talk about. Yeah, but you just try and keep, you know, like your pulse on, uh, like those tournaments and how they go. It's at, at a tournament. The way we make adjustments at the tournament to make it better. If uh, if two different customers complain about the same thing, then it's something that I'm gonna address and fix it. Yeah. You know, so if, if we have a tournament in uh, Iowa, for example, this weekend, if uh, more than two customers complain about one thing, we're we're making a change on it. You know, at least I'm bringing it up with the, with my bosses and see what we can do to adjust it to make it better. Mm-hmm. You know, so just constantly listening to, to your customers and and adjusting and, and moving forward with yeah. it. Yeah. So you said you've never competed in jujitsu. Have you competed in the other combat sports? I've I've wrestled my whole wrestled, life, okay. so no other. Co- yeah, I've wrestled my my whole life. So just uh, freestyle Greco and uh, yeah, I wrestled Michigan State. So oh, you wrestled Michigan style. State. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So, is there anything Thank else? A few, uh, few fun facts with the team that I was on. Like I said, my the assistant coach at that time, Dave Dean, is the one who started New Way, and uh, I wrestled 150, uh, I wrestled 165 pounds in college, and uh, our 157 pounder was Gray Maynard. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and our 174 pounder was Rashad Evans. No way. That's awesome. So yeah, it's kind of a, f- a fun fact. So it's between uh, you know, work. Those were my uh, workout guys. Yeah, you got to get them to compete at an, a new way tournament. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish. I wish there was a talk. Uh, Gray Maynard and Bubba Jenkins almost oh, uh, did a wrestling match wow. 
almost did a wrestling match at one of our events, but it never came came about. That would be so. incredible. I, I'm a big fan of Bubba Jenkins too. Watching his MMA yeah. career was really fun. <laughs> it, it is. He's he's very exciting. Yeah, and he's an exciting wrestler too. I don't know if you've seen his NCAA wrestling yep. finals match. It was really slapped on that cradle. Yeah, he's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so much possibility with with the new way combat. I feel like you could have wrestling super fights, so much jujitsu stuff, the quintet stuff, judo super fights. Um, do you guys ever plan on doing anything outside of like, like more like a fight to win style with like a stage or like a pro event like that? Yeah. Yes, so we're uh, in, uh, this. I think it's December 19th and tw- uh, 20th, that weekend in uh, Boise, Idaho. We're going to do uh, kind of a handful of uh, um, between five to six matches, and it's going to be, we're, we're in judo now, so we're partners with, I don't know if you, you guys know, those of you who are listening don't know who Travis Stevenson is, I encourage you to go watch him, he's our partner with USA Judo. He's an Olympic silver medalist, also black belt in jiu-jitsu, amazing competitor. Um, so we're with judo and jiu-jitsu, they're so close, you know, they're, you know, especially on the gi side of it. Um, we're going to do a tournament, or not tournament, but we're going to do five matches where it's going to be modified rules for jiu-jitsu and judo. So they're going to go, we're going to have judoga, judokas go against jiu-jitsu. So we're a little bit of modified rules. It's going to be really a, a fun thing to do. So that's we're we're trying to do, encourage uh, judo guys to compete in jiu-jitsu. Encourage jiu-jitsu guys to compete in wrestling, and the wrestling guys to compete in judo and jiu-jitsu. So that's kind of we're going to be doing a lot of cross uh, marketing, doing a lot of matches with a little bit improvised rules. You know, you you put a good wrestler against a good jiu-jitsu guy, they're on the ground. For long enough, jiu-jitsu's guy is going to choke him out, you know, or, or tap him out. That's it. That's a fact. But uh, you modify the rules a little bit, give it advantage, and it's uh, you, you never get the clear understanding who wins because they're they're so different in a different way. But it it gives them more of a chance, more of a fighting chance to to win matches, and it's there's no pressure on anybody. It's supposed to be a fun thing. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. I, I really like that. So is there anything else, any other topics you wanted to touch on before before we headed out or anything uh, you want oh. to promote that's coming up in the next couple weeks? Yeah, we have a tournament this weekend in, in Iowa. It's a, uh, we're having a great turnout for that. Um, the, the biggest thing to, to promote our company, um, what makes our events more attractive is they're all a destination location. So um, you know, Atlantic City, Murrow Beach, San Diego. So when families go to any of those events, it's not just they're not at a high school gym sitting watching it. We do it at convention centers or uh, or a hotel uh, ballroom. So the locations are always there's something for the family to do. Not besides being in the arena watching wrestling or jujitsu or judo. They're, uh, you know, the families can be out there having fun, doing doing all kinds of activities, and then come back, watch the sport, and then go back out, do the same thing. And um, the tournament itself, so it's not just a jiu-jitsu tournament or wrestling tournament anymore. It's an expo. You have three different sports. We're going to have four sports in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee on December 3rd. So if you're a wrestling mom or you're a wrestling dad you watch plenty of wrestling but you don't see a lot of judo you don't see a lot of pancreation so their kids done competing and they're going to walk over to mat 15 watch uh, pancreation go to mat 2 watch judo so it becomes they're going to a fun sporting event not just 
let's wait when our son is done competing, but let's go watch all these different sports. And then the tournament's over, they're in a destination location, you know, Bronson, Missouri. Let's go out, let's go see the lake, let's go walk around. So that's kind of what made our events really attractive to people. That's what made our uh, the, the, the growth of the company. And the way we run our tournaments too, we have a staff of 15 people that constantly travel. So we have a separate bracketing person, we have a weighing person, and it's the same people that do it. So everything goes smoothly. The more we do, you know, two events a, a month at least. So people are really good at their specific job. So it makes the tournament extremely organized. It goes by fast. We have a, you know, on Smooth Comp, you can go watch uh, when your son's going to be up on what mat. So if you go, you know, he's going to be on mat two at 11 o'clock. So after the match, you can go have coffee, do whatever it is, and you can see it on your app. He's going to be, his next match going to be at three o'clock on mat four, for example. And then you just go watch the match and then you're done again. So all those things that are in place makes it very fan, uh, fan friendly place to, to go compete in. That's awesome. And you said the next event is in Iowa? Is that correct? Next event's in Iowa, yes, Council Bluff, Iowa. Okay. And then uh, December 3rd is in um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And uh, our, our, our website is newwaycombat.com, and you can see uh, all our five sports and all the dates on it, those of you that are interested in, uh, in following it. Newwaycombat.com. And then you guys also have an Instagram page as well, right? Yes, sir. And it's uh, New Way. At New Way. Okay. Awesome. At New Way. Well, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate yeah. it. This has been a really fun conversation. I think you guys are doing really cool stuff for the sport. Just having the different grappling arts all in one tournament, being at those destination type locations. You know, I, th I feel like you guys are doing really big, important things in grappling. Thank you very much, Annie. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah, look forward to working with you. Look forward to having you commentate yeah, for us at some of our bigger events. Definitely, I would love to do that. And maybe, I, maybe I was thinking about it a little bit. Maybe I'll sign up for arm wrestling. I'll compete in that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again, Arson, for for joining me, and thanks everyone for listening. This was episode one fourteen of the Open Guard Cast, and we'll see you guys all next week. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>